verses, and then I'm going to back up after we read our text for tonight. I'll back up and give you a quick little backdrop of where we're at to where we're picking up in the story. And just within these four verses, I want to pull out four points tonight. Uh, no sub points. Amen. Somebody said? Amen. No sub points tonight. Amen. Just, just four points tonight I'll give you, and we'll go to the house. I know you've worked hard. You've labored all day, uh, and we'll definitely take that into consideration tonight. Amen. Matthew chapter number 9, beginning in verse number 27. Matthew chapter number 9, beginning in verse number 27. And when Jesus departed thence, two blind men followed him, crying and saying, Thou son of David, have mercy on us. And when he was coming to the house, the blind man came to him. And Jesus saith unto them, Believe ye that I am able to do this. And they said unto him, Yea, Lord. Verse number 29, Then he touched their eyes, saying, According to your faith, be it unto you. And their eyes were opened, and Jesus straightly charged them, saying, See that no man know it. And let's read verse number 31 as well. Uh, and verse 31, But they, when they departed, spread it abroad his fame in all that country. I want to speak tonight on the subject of faith uh, and using, this, using the, these men, these blind men tonight. And we'll pull uh, four, four simple points out tonight. It's going to be bottom shelf tonight. Amen. It's going to be super simple tonight, but if you get it tonight, it'll help you like it helped me. Amen. Uh, so let's go to the Lord in prayer. You may be seated. Let's pray tonight. Dear Heavenly Father, God, we do thank you, Lord, uh, once again for allowing us to be here. Lord, I thank you for your precious word. Lord, I thank you for every song that has been sung. Lord, the music has been wonderful tonight. God, the spirit in this house tonight has been wonderful. And God, the fellowship has been great. And Lord, we pray now, Lord, that you would help me, Lord, deliver, un deliver unto the people, Lord, what you've given it unto me. And Lord, I pray that I would give it all out. Lord, help me to say only what you want said tonight. Lord, help me to hold back or refrain from saying anything that you don't want said tonight. But God, I pray, Lord, as we read through the scriptures tonight and as we pull examples of faith out, and God, I pray that it would help us tonight, it would encourage us tonight, and ultimately, Lord, that's what I believe we're going to do tonight. That's the ultimate accomplishment is to encourage encourage your people tonight. And God, I pray, Lord, that you help me deliver it uh, to them as you've given it unto me. And Lord, may it challenge them and encourage them along the way. Lord, we love you. Use me tonight as your mouthpiece. God, we pray all these things in Jesus' precious and holy name. Amen. And amen. When you get to uh, Matthew chapter number nine, there's a lot of context and there's a lot going on in Matthew chapter number nine. Uh, you can back all the way up and, and begin reading there, but we don't, for the sake of time, I'm not going to read all of it until down to verse number 27, but uh, we'll give you just the highlights as Jesus has been, had been traveling all day. And as he returns to Capernaum, he was met with a group of people carrying a, a man on a bed that had palsies and, and yet he heals him and it continues on. And then a certain ruler comes unto him as you fast forward down through chapter number nine and a certain ruler named Jarius comes to him and worships him and says unto him, he has a daughter that is almost dead. Uh, he believed at this point that his daughter was near to death and he has come unto Jesus uh, seeking help, uh, seeking for his touch. And, but Jesus, and, but uh, see, and, and he goes to him and as he worships him and, and 
and he, he, he tells Jesus his story, if you would, and, but if, if he, Jesus, would come and just lay his hand upon her, that she would be healed. You see, so far in chapter number nine, there's, there's a lot taking place. There's a man who uh, who's had the palsy, who was carried there on his bed, and he was healed of the palsy, and now he's walking, and he is good to go, and, and now a certain ruler comes, and there's a, there's a lot of activity taking place. The moment Jesus makes his way back unto Capernaum, there is nonstop people coming unto him, and we see a certain ruler comes, and he begs to Jesus to come and just lay a hand upon his daughter, and he knew by faith that he's, his daughter would be healed through the power that Jesus Christ possesses, and as Jesus was following Jarius to his house, and we see a woman now who comes and who is amongst the crowd of people who have gathered and have already watched some miracles take place, and now they're traveling down unto Jarius' house, this ruler's house, to lay a hand upon the daughter there. Now we see a woman with the issue of blood. We know the story as she presses her way through the crowd, and she is so desperate and in need of another healing touch. She's tried and spent all that she has. She's went from physician to physician, all with no avail. And now she is at her wit's end. And if she, by faith, going forward, and she says within herself, if she can touch but the hem of his garment, if she could touch the hem of him, she would be made whole. We know the story. She makes her way through the crowd. She pushes her way through as they're on their way to Jarius' house to heal this 12-year-old little girl. But now we see a, a lady with the issue of blood for 12 years comes, touches the hem of his garment, and immediately virtue is out. Virtue leaves the Lord and enters into her. She is made whole the moment that she touches his garment, and she was made whole from that moment forward. And when Jesus comes to the house now, and uh, he's now at the house of the ruler, and people are there, and they're, and they're crying, and they're wailing, and he says, well, she's not dead. She is but asleep. And they laughed as to mock him. He dismisses them. He goes in. He takes the damsel by the hand and she arises. And it's at this point in our story where we get to verse number 27. And when Jesus departed thence, two blind men followed him crying and saying, thou son of David, have mercy on us. And when he was coming to the house, the blind men came to him and Jesus saith unto them, believe ye that I am able to do this. And what a question from our savior. We'll come back to that one in the end. And they said unto him, yea, Lord, without a hesitation. And he touched their eyes saying, according to your faith. We're talking about faith tonight. Now, when we read this text, we see a statement that was proclaimed, a statement that was made out loud when they came unto him in verse 27, and Jesus departed thence, and two blind men followed him, crying and saying, thou son of David. That verse, that portion of scripture stuck out to me, and it's not the first time in your Bible that is mentioned, uh, this is mentioned several times, just two very quickly in, Ma in, uh, in Matthew chapter number 15 and verse 22 and 
28, we see this statement, thou son of David, being proclaimed again. And Jesus was addressed as Lord, thou son of David, several times by people who by faith were seeking mercy or healing. The woman whose daughter was being tormented by a demon right here in Matthew 15, 22 through 28. And, and behold, a woman of Canaan came out, uh, came out of the same coast and cried unto him saying, have mercy on me, O Lord, thou son of David. We hear the, uh, the, this uh, statement being made once, once again. O Lord, thou son of David. We can fast forward once again and, and to Mark chapter number 10. And we heard Brother Ethan Moore bring a great message about blind Bartimaeus and what a great message and a great challenge that that message was. But even in that, uh, I began to think about that statement and it was mentioned once again, even there in, 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 in Mark chapter number 10, he mentions that and he cries out in verse number 48, and many charged him saying that he should hold his peace, but he cried the more a great deal, thou son of David, have mercy on me. Why the statement? Why the statement, thou son of David? Why the statement being made, O Lord, thou son of David, have mercy upon us? We see these two statements in these two instances, and there are many more as they go through, but all cried out, son of David, for help, and the titles of honor they give him declare their faith in him. When they cry out, not simply calling out unto a doctor or a physician, hey, doc, right? That's what we, we may would say. Hey, is there a doc in the house, right? Oh, no, but they're crying out to not just a physician. They're crying out to the great physician. Oh, thou son of David. They are recognizing him as much more than just another human being being born in this earth. No, they are recognizing him as who he was. Thou son of David, calling him Lord, express their sense of his deity, dominion, and power, calling him the son of David, expressed their faith that he was the Messiah that was to come. Oh, if we'll grab a hold of that simple statement. They're expressing their faith verbally. Oh, Lord, thou son of David, have mercy on us. And as we look at these two men, I want to pull out four very simple, simple uh, attributes, if you would, of their faith. And we're talking about their faith tonight. These two men, these blind men, we're going to talk about their faith tonight. And let's just jump right into it tonight. Amen. But number one, these men were proud of their faith. These men were proud of their faith. Look back at verse number 27. And when Jesus departed thence, two blind men followed him, crying and saying, Thou son of David, have mercy on us. The first thing I noticed there is that they followed him. Oh, get the picture here. Hey, get this, get this if you would. Think about this for a moment. We're talking about two who were blind. Oh, it's easy to follow somebody when you have vision, right? It's so easy for you and I to be able to say, all right, I'm going to follow you. But listen, these men were blind. So take this into account, into the story, and let's not just read over it as, as a missing attribute. No, no, these men were blind, yet they were following after Jesus. 
Not only this, get this now, they followed Jesus, but they proclaimed his name publicly. They were calling out unto the Savior. They were calling out unto Jesus. It was not a mere happen chance that they just needed to, needed to get to him and they were going to try to make their way there. Oh no, they began to proclaim and call out. When Jesus comes on the scene, all these miracles that had taken place already, I mean, we're talking miracle after miracle after miracle, and now he just heals the damsel of 12 years old, she is now whole again, and now we see these two blind men begin to follow after him, crying out, proclaiming his name verbally, out loud for all that was around to hear, hey, hey, uh, uh, Lord, thou son of David, have mercy on us. They're calling out now. So we see, number one, that these men were proud of their faith. They followed after him and they began to cry out. Now, I began to think about that. When it, they, they didn't, they didn't, the Bible doesn't say they began to say. No, they began to cry. They knew that the Savior was nigh and they had to get his attention. They had to do whatever it was to get his attention, just like you and I would do when we need to get someone's attention. When I need to get the, the sound guy's attention from up here, you may see me going like this. Hey, guys. Guys, over here, look, over here, right? You began to do things. You began to verbally speak. You began to do actions. And these men did just that. They not only put action to their faith, they began to proclaim. They began to follow after Jesus, physically moving, but yet verbally they were calling out. Thou son of David, have mercy on me. We see these men were proud of their faith, and that was one of my shorter points, amen? Number two, they were persistent with their faith. They were persistent with their faith. Oh, grab a hold of these simple truths within these four verses. We see, number one, they were proud of their faith. Number two, these men were persistent with their faith. And look at verse number 27 again. And when Jesus departed thence, two blind men followed him, crying and saying, thou son of David, have mercy on us. The title which these blind men give to Christ, thou son of David, have mercy on us. That title, Son of David, as we just discussed a few moments ago, what that meant. And now we can truly understand a little bit more of where these men were truly coming from. These men not only knew, knew they, only, they not only know the name of Jesus and the miracles that he has done, but these men believe that he, Jesus, is the Messiah, the one that was prophesied to come. They truly believe in their hearts of hearts by crying out, Thou Son of David, they were calling out unto the Messiah, not just another human being. They were calling out to one and who can change their life. And then let's look at verse number 28. And when he was coming to the house, the blind men came to him. Oh, get this. We're talking about two blind men following a crowd because everywhere Jesus went, there was a crowd. Everywhere Jesus went, business picked up. Miracles began to happen. Jesus, when Jesus steps on the scene, things always pick up. There is a crowd now. They are following the, 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 the chatter of the crowd uh, when Jesus would come by, no doubt. And they just didn't follow him in silence. They were like, oh, did you hear what just happened? Did you hear what just happened? He just touched that young lady and she was alive. Oh, my goodness. What about that lady of issue of blood? Did you hear what? That was just right down the road. We were there when it happened, when she touched the hem of his garment. And all of a sudden, she was made whole. Did you hear? Did you hear? That was the chatter that these blind men heard. And it was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. We've heard 
of this man before. We've heard of what he can do. Oh, we're hearing of his miracles now. And now he is drawing close to us. They have to get to him. They have to get to him. They began to follow with their ears because their eyesight is gone. Imagine trying to do that, following a crowd of people and only being able to hear them, but yet not see them and the challenges that are there. But yet they follow. They follow him crying out, Thou son of David, have mercy on us. Thou son of David, have mercy on us. And then they hear the chatter kind of slowly go away and fade out almost into a tunnel as they enter into the house. Get this. Look at verse 28. So they're crying, uh, thou son of David, have mercy on us in 27. In verse 28, and when he was coming to the house, who coming to the house? Jesus, when he comes into the house, look at it now. The blind men came to him. Aren't you glad Jesus didn't shut the door behind him? Listen now, hang on. The blind men came into the house. So the blind men came to him, and Jesus say, uh, saith unto them, Believe ye that I am able to do this. And without hesitation, they said unto him, Yea, Lord, these blind men knew who Jesus was and were going to follow him, I believe, wherever he went until they got the healing that they were in so desperate need of. They were going to follow him and continue to cry out until Jesus moves on their behalf. Oh, yes. Listen to this. They were proud of their faith. They, they were persistent with their faith, though. They were going to follow Jesus wherever. And when Jesus went to the house, he didn't simply shut the door behind him. He didn't say, hey, boys, this is it. Shut the door behind me. Oh, no, there's going to come a time whenever the door is shut and no one else will be allowed to enter in. But at this moment in time, he leaves the door wide open for any to enter in. And I love the picture that we see here. These men wanted, to, wanted what Jesus could offer and only Jesus could give them back their vision. In John chapter number 8 and verse number 12, then spake Jesus again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. These men were tired of walking in blindness, walking in darkness, stumbling around, falling all the time, and this was their chance that they so desperately wanted to get to the one who can give them the healing that they so desperately needed. They've been longing for this. We don't know how long these men were blind, but the Bible says that they were men. So therefore, they were not teenagers or young men. No, they were men and they were blind. We don't know for how long, but for any amount of time being blind, no doubt they wanted that healing. Whether it be from birth or something happened after birth, these men were blind and they wanted to get healed. They were tired of walking in darkness, stumbling around and falling on every hand. No, no, no. When they heard of this man named Jesus as coming by, they heard the murmuring. They heard the chatter that was surrounding him and around this group as they were making their way from place to place. And they seen or they heard the miracles because they have not seen yet, but all they could do is hear what God's doing. They could only hear what Jesus is doing. They could only hear this man who was lame is now walking again. They can only hear, hey, wait a minute, one who they thought was dead is now alive. Oh, imagine what he can do with our eyes. They had to get to him. They had to get to him, and they were persistent with their faith. But I'm so glad when Jesus walked in, he didn't shut the door, and he allowed them the opportunity to enter in by simply by faith following him to get what they needed. John reminds us of this in John chapter 9, verses 39 
And Jesus said, for judgment, I am come, for judgment, I am come into this world uh, that they which they which see not might see, and they that might see be made blind. In 2 Corinthians chapter number 4 and verse number 4, in whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light, I love this last part, lest the light, lest the light of the gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. Oh, he can do it. And they knew it. Listen, maybe you're here tonight and maybe you are still blinded by the world. Maybe you like these blind men. Let me take a pause right here for just a moment, amen. Let me chase this one good rabbit and then we'll move right along. Listen, when Jesus goes into the house, he doesn't, he doesn't shut the door. And what a wonderful illustration of salvation that it is. Because right now, you and I still have breath. We have an opportunity to follow him, to accept him, and by faith, trust him as our personal savior. The door is still open, but the question is, are you still blind wandering around? Or do you already have the light? Can you see tonight? You see, these men were blind, they were fumbling around, but yet they were following off, following the Lord. By faith, they followed him into the house, and then they got their sight when they got to Jesus. So we see an illustration here that if you're here tonight and you're not saved, then just like them, you still have an opportunity to enter into that door of salvation because the door is not shut yet. Number three, very quickly here, we're moving right along. These men were proud of their faith. They were persistent with their faith. But yet, I want you to take notice of this. They were patient with their faith. You say, Brother Brandon, how do you see patience in four verses? <laughs> Let me show you. All right? So these men were patient with their faith. Did you notice that when Jesus, Jesus did not heal them as soon as they began to follow him? Jesus did not heal them the moment they cried out to him. No, Jesus did not heal them the moment that they were following him into the house. No, it took some time. It took patience with their faith. Uh, it, was almost, it was almost a test of their faith, if you would, to see if they were willing to go, willing to call, willing to cry out unto me. And we see that their faith, that their patience paid off. But Jesus asked the really good question as they go through here and, and, and that Jesus didn't touch and heal them the moment they followed. Jesus didn't touch and heal them the moment that they cried out. Jesus did not touch and heal them the moment that they entered into the house. Oh no. But then Jesus asked a really good question as they enter in unto Jesus. He says, believe ye that I am able to do this. This was the ultimate test of faith. They called out to him outside, crying out, Thou son of David, we believe you are who you say you are. We've heard the miracles. We've, we've heard of what you've done. But then Jesus asked the question, Believe ye that I'm able to do this? He asked a very real question. I know you've been following me. I've even heard what you said. But do you believe that I can? That's the, true, that's the true question, right? And that's the question that rings out in our hearts tonight as we pray and we beg God to intervene in our lives. And we beg God to do something big. We beg God to heal. We beg God to do this. And we ask God to move here. And we're crying out and we're crying out. Oh, we know who he is. Thou son of David. We're calling out unto Jesus, our Savior. We're calling out unto the one who we know that can do all things. But listen, he asked a simple question 
And I believe it came across probably as, a, as the most monotone voice ever, not in anger, not, not just in, in not, maybe not even in condemnation, but I believe it was a simple question. Do you really believe I'm able to do this? I, I've heard you crying out. I've, I've heard you calling out. I've saw the tears on the altar. I've heard your prayers in your car. I've heard you crying at night. Oh, I've heard all that. But do you believe that I'm able to do it? That's the question that rings out. As they're crying, they're calling, they're following. Oh, they're doing everything that they can. They're blind, but yet they're still doing everything that they can to get to the one who can answer all their problems. And then Jesus hits them with a question. Do you believe? Do you believe? Do you believe? I don't know about you, but have you ever been in your prayer closet? Have you been on your knees praying and that still small voice comes across? Are you praying, believing that I'm able to do that? Or are you just praying to pray? Are you just saying it because you know that you're going through some trouble and you need my help? But do you really truly believe in your hearts of hearts that I'm able to do so? Do you believe in your hearts that I'm able to bring you through this hard time? Do you believe in your hearts that I'm able to take you through? Do you believe that I'm able to carry you through through the valleys and through those hard times? And do you really believe I'm able to give you that peace? Do you, do you really believe that I can do that which you're asking me to do? That's the question. This is the pivotal point in, in the story. Four verses. But this question rings out and stands out as a pivotal point, And they have to answer. Look at their answer. Believe ye that I'm able to do this? They said unto him, simply, yea, Lord. Simply, yes, Lord. Oh, we've been needing this for a long time. Oh, we've heard what you can do. We've heard of the miracles that you've done. Oh, we've heard of what just happened right down the road. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. A resounding yes, Lord. It wasn't a, well, yeah, because. Yes, because you've done this. Or yes, because you've done this. Oh, no. It was by faith they simply said, yay, Lord. We believe. Yay, Lord. Do you believe tonight that God can help you through your trial? through your infirmities, through your struggles of life. This is the question that rings out in these men's lives. But what about you tonight? What have you been praying for? What have you been going through? What have you been going to God and going to God and going to God? And it seems like, Lord, are you even hearing my prayer? Lord, you're not really answering. Lord, you're still passing by. Oh, you're healing so-and-so. I'm watching you bless so-and-so. But Lord, what about me? What about me? What about me? That's what was going on here. He's healing. He's healing. He's healing. Oh, thou son of David, have mercy on us. They followed after him. They were persistent with their faith, but they were patient. They waited for God to answer. And boy, did he answer. Doesn't he always answer? Oh, it may not be the way we think it should be or the timing. These men probably wanted their eyesight as soon as they saw Jesus or as soon as they heard him come by. Thou son of David, have mercy on us. They can see, go about your way. He could have done that, but he didn't. He waited. They cried. They followed. 
If you're in need of something tonight and you've been praying about a situation in your life for a while now and it seems like nothing is happening, can I say your Father in heaven hears your cry and he knows what you need? Just hang on, just hang on, just hang on, just hang on. Keep praying, keep praying, keep praying, keep praying. Why, Brother Brandon? I've been praying about the situation for years. Why? Because your Red Sea moment is just around the corner. You say, what are you talking about Red Sea? I'm talking about when the Red Seas were parted and the Israelites crossed across on dry ground, not wet ground, but dry ground. That'll preach in itself. But listen to me, God's got your breakthrough right around the corner, but you got to just stay in there, stay on your knees and keep praying to a God who loves you. He hears your cry tonight. Psalm 34, verse number 15, the eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous and his ears are open unto their cry. Psalm 18, verse number six, in my distress, I called upon the Lord and cried unto my God. He heard my voice out of his temple and my cry came before him even unto his ears. And aren't you thankful that we have a God who hears our prayers? Aren't you glad we have someone in heaven, a heavenly father who loves you and I. And every time we cry and every time we call out to him, oh, he inclines an ear and says, I hear you, sister. I hear you, brother. Oh, just hang in there. Oh, I'm working something out so good for you. Just hang on. Just hang on. Just hang on. Your breakthrough might be the next prayer. Don't give up. Don't stop praying. The next prayer could be the answer. Not only do we see that they were proud of their faith, they proclaimed it out loud, they followed Jesus, they were persistent. They were going to follow the Lord until they got the healing that they needed. They were patient with their faith. Lastly, we see they were provided because of their faith. These men were provided because of their faith. Look at the scriptures again in verse number 29. Then he touched their eyes after asking this very pivotal question, believe you that I'm able to do this. And they said unto him, yea, Lord. He touched their eyes saying, according to, what's the next two words? Mm. What's those two words again? One more time. How about that? Not someone else's. This time it's your faith. You want your breakthrough? It's got to be your faith. It's got to be your faith. It can't be mom and dad's faith. It can't be brother and sister's faith. It can't be your pastor's faith. It can't be my faith. It's got to be your faith tonight. And that's what will get that breakthrough. Look at it again. Look at it again. According to your faith, be it unto you. What they asked by faith, they received by faith. They received in that which they longed for. Why? Because they had faith and their faith was proud. They were proud of their faith. They were persistent with their faith. They were patient with their faith. All these attributes of their faith. And because of these, they culminated together unto the ultimate end. They were provided because of their faith. They just kept going and they kept praying and they kept calling out. These men were provided their sight back because they first believed in who he was and had faith in what he could do. Jesus asked the question, and we're going to finish up right here on this question. We're making great time tonight. Believe ye that I'm able to do this is still the question that rings out in my mind tonight. And it should ring out in your mind tonight. 
as he asked this most pivotal question. These men did not hesitate when Jesus asked the question, yea, Lord, was their answer. They had heard about what Jesus has done for others, and by faith they believed that Jesus could heal them as well. And tonight, if we could have the same kind of faith as these men have, hearing what Jesus has done in the past for others, and believing by faith that he can do it again, but yet he can do greater things in our life by faith, by faith, by faith, God will move in your life, but it has to be your faith. You have to keep going forward. You have to trust in him, trust in him to do so. We have miracles. I put this down. I thought about this. We have a lot of miracles in our Bible, don't we? The word of God tells us miracle after miracle. It shows us example after example of how God can move, what Jesus can do in our lives. And these are great. These are wonderful. And I love the word of God. Look to the person to your left. Now look to the person to your right. You just looked at miracles. Oh, let that sink in. You just looked at miracles right there. You just looked a miracle in the eye. Oh, reading the stories of what God done is great. The miracles that Jesus has performed is wonderful. Oh, but it's something different when you get a look around in a room and see miracle after miracle after miracle right here in this own room, right here tonight. You just looked and saw miracles. You're looking right now into one another and you see miracle after miracle after miracle. Each one of us in here tonight we don't deserve what we have. None of us deserve to be sitting in here in an air conditioning building. None of, us de- none of us deserve suits or ties or anything. Oh no, you're looking at miracles seated all around this room. You're looking at what God can do, not what man can do. Man cannot transform someone's life the way God has done in your own life. I know what God has done in my life and how he transformed me from that old wretched sinner that I was. Well, I was lost and undone without him and I didn't care about the things of God. It is by his mercies that I was not consumed in the world and by grace I stand here today. And so do you. You sit here today and you're a walking miracle, each one of you. I think about this verse a lot, 1 Corinthians chapter number 6 and verses 9 through 11. Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Here's where it gets pretty rough. Be not deceived, neither fornicators nor idolaters, nor adulterous, nor effeminate, nor abusers of themselves with mankind, nor thieves, nor covet, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. But verse number 11 is where it hits home. And such were some of you. But the Bible doesn't stop there. The word of God doesn't stop there. He says, and such were some of you. Remember where God brought you from and what he's done. But ye are washed, but ye are sanctified, but ye are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus by the Spirit of our God. We are here tonight. We are walking miracles. Oh, yes. In closing tonight, Abel, you can make your way up to the piano. I just have a couple, uh, one more verse of Scripture. In closing tonight, I want to close and leave you with the same thing. If you're a born-again child of God tonight, you're saved and you know it, 
What is it that you're praying for? What is it that you're begging God to do on your behalf? What is it tonight that you just need a breakthrough? You're on your last legs. You're on your last straw. God, I can't take anymore. I'm at my wit's end. I need you to do something, and I need you to do it now, or I'm going to fall apart. I don't know where you are, but listen, I say unto you, like these blind men did, oh, keep following the Lord and keep calling out unto the Lord until he answers. Oh, keep being persistent. Keep being persistent with your faith, but also be patient and wait on the Lord for the answer. Isaiah 55 reminds us of this. Isaiah 55, 8 and 9. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are my ways your ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than yours, and my thoughts than yours. We're done tonight. What is it that you need a breakthrough in? We we're all going through something, people. If we just be real and be honest, we're all struggling and we all need a breakthrough somewhere in our lives. But I want to encourage you with the word tonight. Keep on keeping on. Keep on praying. Keep on crying out. Keep on being faithful to the house. Keep on being faithful to your reading. Oh, keep on being faithful to the Lord because he will be faithful unto you. Keep calling out tonight. But as you call out, remember the question. Believe ye that I'm able to do this. As you're crying out and asking God to intervene on your behalf, finances, job, uh, marriage, kids, whatever the case may be, sickness, are you crying out believing that he is able to move and he is able to answer and he's able to accomplish that which you ask. Because these men, it was because of whose faith? Their faith. God moved. Eyes were opened. <laughs> How about it tonight? With every head bowed and every eye closed tonight. If we would be honest tonight, we would all, every single one of us would make a dash to this altar and just beg God, praying and believing that he is able to do so, tonight might be your night when your prayers have been answered, when God moves in a great way, when God reaches out his hand and, and touches your life. Tonight could be the night that your breakthrough comes. Oh, whatever you do, don't give up. Don't throw in the towel. Don't wave the white flag. That's happened too often, too many times. You wonder why we walk around as Christians and we walk around defeated because we stopped praying unto a God who's able to answer our prayers. We gave up on God. God didn't give up on us. No, we stopped. Somewhere along the lines, we stopped believing. And our prayer is just a hollow prayer that is repeated in vain repetition. God, you know I need this. God, you know I need this. God, I want you to work here. God, I want you to work here. Oh, but are you praying, believing tonight? Are you truly in your heart of hearts crying out, thou son of David, have mercy on me. 
have mercy on my situation. Have mercy in my life. I want you to intervene. I want you to do that which no man can do. I want your touch tonight. Praying and believing that he is able to do so. Maybe you're here tonight and you're unsure of your salvation. Maybe you're here tonight and you're not 100% sure that you are saved. That if you took your final breath, that you would wake up in a place called heaven. We had that happen at the rest home just the other Sunday. <laughs> she said, Brother Brandon, I'm not sure. I'm not 100% sure if I died, I'd go to heaven. Oh, if you're there tonight, we have several who would love to take a Bible and show you how you can be saved and that you can know that you know that you know your blinded eyes could be open tonight. You could receive the light of life tonight. You may be watching by the way of live streaming and you maybe didn't even make it into church tonight because of the struggle, because of the issues that's going on. Oh, don't give up. Oh, don't give up. Keep on praying. Call that number on the bottom of your screen if you're watching by the way of live stream. We have those that are in the back that are willing to answer a phone call and pray with you. They're willing to go to God with you on your behalf. How about it tonight? With Let's all stand with our heads bowed and our eyes closed for just a moment. We won't prolong the invitation, but if God spoke to your heart at all, I want you to move. If God pricked your heart at all, oh, please move whatever you do. Don't hinder the Holy Ghost. Don't hold back. Just move. Yes, make that move. Don't hold back. Oh, if God's working, let Him work. This might be the breakthrough. This might be the time. This might be the last prayer that you need to pray about that situation. Oh, your time might be here. <laughs> Miracles in the making all around us. Keep praying, keep praying, keep praying. Oh, keep crying out to a God who loves you, who loved you so much so that he sent his only son to die on the cross for you. That agape love, sacrificial love. Not what's in it for him, but what's all in it for us. We have everything to gain through Christ and absolutely nothing to lose. How about it tonight? As some are getting help, maybe you just need somebody to pray with you tonight. Whatever it is, take it to God. Because he inclines an ear unto our cry. He hears us when we cry out to him. And we cry out, Abba, Father. Oh, aren't you thankful for that? Aren't you thankful we're able to go to a holy God? The one who hung everything in its place and told it to stay. The one who created you and I, the one who created everything that we see in all its beauty, in all its majesty. That's the creator in which we get to run to and cry out unto 
and ask him to work in our lives. He knows us tonight. He knows you tonight. He knows what you're going through. He knows the issues that you're facing. He knows the struggles, the decisions that you are having to make. He knows them. Oh, let's cry out to him tonight. As some are getting help, how about it tonight? What about you? Do you need something tonight? Do you need a breakthrough tonight? This could be your night. This could be it. One last stanza. We'll let Abel play through one more stanza. With every head bowed and every eye closed, just one more moment. No one looking. If God dealt with your heart, I want you to move. loves you tonight oh he loves you tonight he loves you and loves me with all my imperfections he still loves us and he loves you how about it tonight we just surrender our all how about tonight we just give him our everything and we allow him to move in our lives like never before you can look up this way. Let's sing this chorus through at least once. At least once. Let's sing this through. But I want you to sing it from a heart tonight who is willing to surrender everything. Surrender everything unto Him tonight and allow Him to work. Oh, He wants to do something great in your life tonight. He wants to use you in a way that you can never imagine. But are you willing and ready to let Him do so? All to Jesus, I surrender. Sing it out with everything you got all together. All to Jesus, I surrender. All to Him, I freely give. I will ever love and trust Him in His presence daily. I surrender all Hold nothing back tonight I surrender all All to Thee, my blessed Savior I surrender all Amen. You've been great tonight. Thank you all so much, Abel. Thank you so much for playing tonight. Hasn't it been great to be in the Lord's house tonight? Amen. Amen. I hope you got something tonight. Amen. Miss Ann, you got something?
Amen. 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 A walking miracle. Miracles all around us. <laughs> Amen. Aren't you thankful he answers prayers? Amen. And he comes in just the time we need him. <laughs> when we think there is no other way, he makes a way every time. Amen. All hearts free tonight? Everybody good tonight? Amen. Listen, pray for one another. Encourage one another. I know you hear, you hear me say that every single time I'm up here. But seriously, pray for one another. Encourage one another because somebody is always going through something. I want you to think about three people this week. Between now and Sunday, I want you to text or call three people and encourage them. Let them know you're praying for them. Just a simple text. Hey, pray for you this morning. And that will do wonders to their spirit and will encourage them to stay faithful. Amen. Unto a faithful God. Amen. Well, listen, we're going to be dismissed in a word of prayer. Continue to pray for preachers. He'll be making his way back, way back uh, Thursday morning. I believe he'll be making his way back tomorrow morning. So you pray for preacher uh, as he'll be making his way back. Continue to pray for Miss Kay and many others. I know there's many others that are sick and afflicted and a lot of families that are struggling right now. Uh, but we pray.